0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry. Letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, it's Gina with Sidewalk Talk. This is lucille croft Hi. i've been waiting for this moment for forever me too but welcome to la <laughs> and she's leaving she's actually leaving today so that's pretty sad but i'm not going home for long i'll be
1: back but you're
0: fr- born in australia how is how was growing up there
1: other hey. than the drop bears. <laughs> oh my god the drop bears um australia's been amazing the weather's not as consistent as here uh, melbourne's kind of like bipolar like uh like four seasons in a day um it's been really nice though like Australia's a really beautiful country i think we're pretty nice people um yeah it's What's your favorite thing about there vegemite
0: <laughs> what vegemite vegemite what is it veg- <laughs>
1: wait what <laughs> what is it you don't know what vegemite is it's like the uh no. like, <laughs> like dark brown um it's like a spread like peanut butter it's really famous oh no, I don't. I'm so sorry. Okay, we have to you change should. that. <laughs> we, you should. Is it is it here? Would I find that in? LA? I'll find you, Sam. I'll send
0: okay. you, Sam.
1: Okay, awesome. Um, also, can we just take a quick moment to appreciate that Gina bought me a freaking Pikachu? I did. <laughs> Your dad's a monk. Oh, <laughs> you remember? Yeah, I yeah. Do. My I dad's know. a monk. He's in Bali right now doing monk things. He's also writing a book over there. So how no... how often do you see him? Um. Not that often, but But, like, we stay in touch. Mm, I see. And your mom, she's a teacher? No, she is. She's a receptionist. My mom's done a bunch of cool shit. My mom's like, she was like an activist for a minute, and then she like modeled in Paris, and then she was a yoga teacher. now she's a receptionist. An activist for what? I don't even know. Where do you think you got
0: your creative side from? No idea. No idea. (laughs) So no one in your family,
1: (laughs) you know... I mean like I think are, like, my parents have got like really interesting like creative minds. My parents are like super open-minded but no like no one in my family does music except for me like like yeah they all work in completely different fields like I wanted to like do something kind of more normal like I when I graduated high school like I actually went into a law degree but I hated it um, so what did you not like about it? the really long hours I would have had to have like sat in an office all day working for someone else, just doing like really boring stuff so I went into create and then I went into fashion design and now I'm making music and I would not have it any other way if I wasn't creating I would go like freaking crazy (laughs) Can I swear? I think so Why did you want to go into law in the first
0: place? Is that something that... I like proving my point
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay so you it wasn't something that you were pressured to do like with the um yeah my anything. parents kind of wanted me to go into it to be honest they were like they wanted me to have like a career that would be like a stimulating career that would probably make me lots of money so i could probably like <laughs> buy them a really nice car at some point when i retire I mean, they you, retire. you could still yeah just gonna yeah. make a few more hit records yeah exactly for <laughs> a hit record so
0: when you're getting into music like, at what point did you think, like, okay, this is a hobby of mine, and then at what point did you think, yeah, I'm going to actually pursue this? And what did your parents say?
1: Um, my dad was pissed, he was like, what the hell, like, you never played an instrument before in high school, and like, now you're doing this. And, um, my mom's pretty supportive, like, anything creative I want to do. I think she knows that I'm really stubborn, and I'm like, a little bit kind of crazy, mm-hmm. so she just kind of just sits there and she's like oh that's a great idea I'll just let you do because you probably wouldn't listen to me anyway (laughs) Um, yeah I don't know it's kind of weird it still feels bizarre that it's like actually like a thing that I'm doing now instead of like working a more normal job um, I feel really grateful because I feel like I have a really long way to go Mm -hmm. but it's really cool like it's what I love doing like I love anything to do with like the music I do I love playing shows I love traveling I love how did you get introduced to it Um, well I never listened to like any kind of dance music or anything growing up, ever. Like I steered away from it, I used to love like rock and metal, um, and I started going out to clubs when I was like underage, (laughs) lucky I can say that and nothing will happen now. Um, and yeah I just started going out and like I think I started doing some kind of like shitty databasing or something at a club just for some cash and I got to know the DJs, and, but like the clubs I was going to were really cool like dark underground techno clubs. Um and I was watching the DJs and I was like that looks like a lot of fun. So I bought some decks, taught myself to DJ, got my first gigs and kind of went from there and then like DJing was really fun but I started like getting more and more interested in music and like I wanted to dissect it. So that's kind of how I ended up like wanting to learn about production. Um I still have no idea what I'm doing to be honest. Like I just wing everything I do. Yeah, because you you kind of take a different approach as far as your mood boards. Yeah. Do you still do that? The yeah, mood every single song and like any like direction I have. So How did you even come up with coming up with putting together mood boards? Because that's such a-Cause I come from being like a fashion designer. So like anything I've done and I'm always a very visual person, like I've always created mood boards for anything I've ever wanted in my life. And I don't mean like posting like a photo of like a Ferrari and like a nice house. Like I create like, I'll put in like colors and stuff that represent something that, like a mood that I want to feel in the future or like I'll make like, I'll find like artwork and stuff that to me like represents, I don't know, just what I'm feeling or like what I want to feel. Um, and as a fashion designer, like you always create mood boards that like means like it's kind of like so you can like reference that to like create like the mood of the collection Um, and it translated over when I started making music and I think I might have mentioned this but I kind of I see sounds and images so for me like I can map out the idea of a song or like a series of songs just by finding the right images and I look at like the mood board and then I can like See what all the sounds are that I want to make. That is so interesting. Yeah, I think there's actually a term for that There's synesthesia where you see um, You see sounds. You see, I think when you no, you see colors, colors. when you hear music. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I kind of get that but I definitely like I See sounds in like art and weird images and stuff like that huh. So like if I go to like the museum for the day, I will it'll be wild for me like I'll just like have like a whole like album concept which I haven't written. I've never written an album, but I have the idea for it. Do you, do you plan on it sometime soon? Maybe. I mean, I haven't even released an EP. Like, I, I'm sitting on a lot of music right now. But um, yeah, I'd love to do an album one day. But oh my God, the mood board size I need for the album would be like an entire wall in my house.
0: <laughs> but that's probably what I'll do. What then. are some challenges that you
1: face within this industry or personally? Personally? Um, <laughs> So many. I'm really harsh on myself, I feel like I constantly feel like I'm not good enough or like what I'm doing isn't good enough or like I'm not working hard enough um, and then I need to be doing like 100% or like 200% more. Um, Is that kind of how your personality has always been? Yeah, I've always been really hard on myself. Um, I kind of, yeah, I just always feel like nothing is good enough or like I'm not good enough yet yeah, and I need to work harder and like be better, it's a thing, <laughs> I don't know, it's a thing I struggle with, I think a lot of creative people do like, because I guess like when you're working in a creative field like you're, it's not like work that you can kind of just tick off and say like yep that's done or it's not like a skill where you can be like yep like I'm now like a master at that, like it's never ending. Um, in the industry, I don't know, I'm a pretty like bold out there person, um, I think a lot of people have looked at me and like they've looked at things that I do like modelling or just like looked at like what I look like and the kind of content and stuff that I post because I don't really censor myself or act like I'm someone that I'm not and people took me less seriously for a while oh really yeah I mean like you know I've done modeling I don't really do it so much now but people used to like hang shit on me for that and then just like I hate to say it but like being a female in this industry especially in like the more base scene like it sucks oh my gosh this bum (laughs) well where have we walked? Being a female producer, that's always a touchy subject. It is, it's getting better, but it's still like, it's still a dumb thing that's happening. Um, it's not like the only industry that it happens in, but you know, like it's getting better. And um, I've kind of just like learned to stop giving a fuck. Like if people are gonna like write nasty shit online. I'll just kind of feel like, well, sorry to hear. You know, if you don't like it or like don't like something about my brand. And it's like, it's a really great feeling when you just decide to kind of, let go like you don't take every single comment to heart because people are really nasty like i get cms like nearly every single day people commenting stuff i'll like post a video of me djing or like playing a drop like all djs do not like a technical video of me just like me having fun at a club and i'll get like a bunch of guys comment on it being like oh you're a fake dj and like nice Uh, one pressing a button and i'm like you know what i think i actually saw that comment
0: and i got pretty 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 um
1: upset about that too <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah i get it a lot and i'm just like small dick energy
0: so, so how when you said base, especially in, in like the base industry what I, did you mean by that like it's it's more, just an industry just that's
1: like why why I'm, is it like that i think i don't know um I guess in like the more commercial industry like people just care less but in like the more like bass scene and same with like probably like the techno scene like people really care more like where the music's coming from and like you know if the girl is or guy is like involved and they just care more. Just a more serious kind of scene, you know, whereas if I was just playing like top 40 and like party music, like no one's really gonna care. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like really being booked for like your music and stuff like that. Hi. Hey. Oh, do you know her? That lady works for my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you already know the locals around here? Oh, yeah. I know more about LA than like my friends who live here. I've done so much crazy stuff there. So, at what
0: point... What was like your first moment where you're like, yeah, um, I could definitely do this?
1: The um, first big break moment. Probably when I played... Uh, I can't remember what festival it was. I played a festival somewhere in Australia and... I replaced someone and I was like playing a set and I played like mostly my own music and the crowd went from being like just kind of like having a good time to like just like really crazy and fun and I was just like oh my god people actually like my music it's not pure trash um and that was dope and then like the week after that I signed like three songs to one of my favorite record labels Maybe it was two. And I just thought all these people start hitting me up for like management and stuff like that. And then I had a few fans message me telling me that like they really liked all the music in my set. I oh, mean, no. I still haven't like really had that moment where I'm like, Lucille, like, you're great. You know, I'm kind of just sitting there and I'm like, I'm okay and I'm doing okay, but I could be doing a lot better. Um, and I just need to maybe like drink a little less tequila. <laughs> spent a little less time paying. I didn't even get to witness you in tequila mode yet oh my god I've been on havoc <laughs> I'm so upset but next time I, I feel like, to like go. when I leave it's gonna be like a freaking tequila shortage <laughs> in Los Angeles and I'm going on a detox yeah until I come back I tell myself that every day but it never works out well like I haven't been like a total piece of crap I've been going to gym a lot and like eating healthy I'm and so proud of you but then also <laughs> like just partying a lot and but like I've been really productive I've done a lot of stuff here I've like had a lot of meetings, I've had a lot of sessions with singers and producers, mm-hmm. um, I've done been like doing a lot of photo shoots and just fun stuff like creating things with people. I'm right. even working with they are a graphic designer here we're creating a capsule clothing collection together that'll be like my Bad Wolf brand. Yeah so I was gonna actually shift
0: over to your lingerie label um, and this is Bad Wolf and For the Wolves. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to start those two
1: as along with your music career? Um, Bad Wolf Hall, like I have a degree in fashion design and I kind of just kept thinking to myself like that cost you a ridiculous amount of money, Lucille. Like you should probably fucking use it. <laughs> um, I always had a concept. I never actually did um, lingerie at uni at all. I never touched on it and it was never interested. And one night I just had this really weird dream where I had a clothing label that was this really cool uh, lingerie line It was all about like, no bullshit. It was like non-padded and stuff. And was kind of about like making like women feel like more empowered and like sexy in their own skin. And it it was just a really dream. Like the whole concept was there. Um, And I also had like a part of my dream where I had this like crazy ass sold out show with like all these crazy concepts that I've always thought of. And there was like a big bad wolf like merch section and Mm -hmm. all the laundry was there, so. Bad wolf is kind of that. It's something I've always wanted to do, like something I can do to like help people. Like I used to be like super insecure about my body. I've been like modelling on and off since I was like I don't know, little baby Lucille, and it's an industry and like just in general, like with social media and stuff, there's so much bullshit and people just feel really insecure about themselves and like feel like they need to look like something that they're not. So the whole thing about bad wolf is just. Loving yourself like as you are Like no crap like all the fabric I've used Is all like sheer There's no padding it's just like Feel sexy exactly as you look Oh I love that um, Yeah there's a whole like community kind of vibe behind it But I'm not just staying in laundry, Like I'm going to kind of move it into yeah, I'm doing like, proper like, weird merch stuff and... Weird merch Laundry Yeah. <laughs> what does weird
0: merch stuff
1: consist of? Uh, just not your conventional like, merch stuff. So I always wanted Bad Wolf to kind of double up as my merch line, you know, um, mm. you'll see. Okay. Some of the stuff is pretty weird, but like, in a cool way. Okay. And see. then the whole like, wolf theme. Bad Wolf is actually low-key. Kind of a reference to Doctor Who, because I really love Doctor Who, because I'm a massive nerd. Um, <sighs> But it's also, like, I wanted it to be, like, bad. Like, you know, I want to bring out, like, in the best way possible, like, the inner, like, bad in people. Like, that badder side of people. And I love wolves. I love what wolves stand for. They're, like, a leader. They're, like, an alpha animal. They don't take shit from anyone. They bite. Um, and, yeah, I just love what wolves represent. They're very loyal. Like, they just have all these amazing qualities. And, yeah, they just don't take shit from anyone. Mm. And for the wolves is a concept I had. I always wanted to create like an online magazine or something, more so just because I've been a creative, like I've been the fashion designer, I've been the model. I dabbled in photography, but like I just have too many things going on. (laughs) Um, And even being like the musician who's trying to get like their music heard and their name out there, like I just wanted to create a platform where that would like help push creatives that would also be about like. No bullshit, you know, like I'm not writing articles that people are like paying me to do or anything like that Like I'm just publishing stuff and it's all like
0: (laughs) Did you see that bug? No. That went in my fucking nose? No. (laughs) Like my nose is so small. How did it get in there? Oh my god (laughs) Oh my god. Jesus. Anyways, what were we talking about? magazine
1: yeah (laughs) yeah so it's just like a creative um, HQ is what I'm calling it Like I'm gonna kind of move it into a magazine soon but it's all like again like no bullshit like it's not censored or anything like that Um, I interview people who I think are like really interesting and doing creative stuff Um, and it's just a platform where I push people like you know it doesn't matter if they have a big following or not like I just want to push people and get interesting people's work out there because it's so hard when you're in a creative, whether you're like an artist or a graphic designer or like a painter. Like, it's unbelievably hard. So, I'm just trying to like. What is your
0: advice as far as to up and comers? Because it's so saturated music producers, DJs. Like, what advice do you have
1: for up and comers? Stay in your own fucking lane. Like,. (laughs) (laughs) everyone so many people like look at what someone else is doing who's like big and famous and successful and super cool and they're like oh my god like that person's great I want to be just like them right and then you copy them and you don't realize that the only reason why that person was so successful is because they were the first to do it right like if you want to be successful like you can't copy someone else best case scenario absolute best case you may end up on their level but like you'll never be above them you should always just like you should never set a limit for like how big your project or idea should be. Like, you know, the sky shouldn't even be the limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just need to think that like, you know, like for me, like I don't want to be like the first or I don't want to be like the next I'm not gonna name like a female artist, but I'm not gonna be like the next insert like big female DJ name. Like I wanna be the first Lucille Croft. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's really important that. to just like remember that like You want to be you, like you don't copy someone else. You just figure out exactly what you want your brand to be and Mm -hmm. your project to be, or your art to be. And not everyone is gonna fuck with it, and that's okay. Like, you're never going to please everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just need to stick to it. You need to like completely and utterly believe in it so that when people reject you, which happens a lot in this industry, and people are like mean to you and say it sucks, you just need to sit there and be like, that's okay. Like, i will find people who will like it and i will just keep working harder and i'll suck it up uh, and i'll be great lastly before we go into fan questions what do
0: you want to be remembered for <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i would love to say something like my you know like incredible music production or something like that but I don't know, maybe like my amazing like tequila drinking skills or like my really like awkward personality online which is actually me in real life like I don't think you're awkward at all. I think I'm like Like that bug. Did you see that bug?
0: No. Oh god damn it. Am I just like seeing things? You'll see it. You'll see like a little bug thing, but I don't think you're awkward at all. I I think you're like your very just warm friendly personality, no?
1: (laughs) Maybe I wouldn't that. say I'm wrong. It's <laughs> a um, certain. People. I don't know. I just want to be remembered for being like Lucille. Like I never want people to look back on me and be like, oh yeah, like Lucille. Oh yeah, like she was doing that. Like that personal, anything like that. Like I guess I just want people to look back on me and be like, yeah, like Lucille. Like she was in her own fucking league. That's exactly what I want to be remembered for, with like every element of what I do. Awesome.
0: All right, guys, we're gonna jump into fan questions. Fuck.
1: <laughs> Why? Why am I'm so sorry. Why are you
0: laughing at my pain? Jesus Christ.
1: Oh no, this is going to be so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, do you want me to hold the Pikachu? Yeah. Oh. oh, I miss him already. Recording. Is that too high for you? <laughs> How tall are you? Pretty tall. Um, I'm 175. Fan questions. Is it filming? Yeah, it's filming. Okay. (laughs) Let me just lower it for you. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: Alright. Yeah. Try to walk.
1: I'm going to triff over something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's the most... Venos 48. What's the most Aussie thing you've ever said?
1: I'm not here to fuck spiders. (laughs) I don't even know what that saying means. I think it just means like, I'm not here to like, screw around. Like, I'm here to do business.
0: Um best neighborhood in LA
1: mm. or you could say like your favorite thing about LA the top three because I really like the hills I've been spending a lot of time here it's where I've been staying and it's just really beautiful because it's nice and um quiet I don't know like I've been around I like everywhere like I love how beautiful and quiet the hills are and there's like really beautiful architecture here I like downtown because there's a lot of culture and there's like really cool museums and stuff like that and some really sick photographers that I've worked with there um, I like Hollywood because there's so many like cool like iconic things there um, yeah I like it all
0: what is the future for Lucille Croft
1: <laughs> world domination. world domination yeah the and then some <laughs> The best answer I've heard so far. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> Such a weird saying. I don't know where that. I actually
0: from. don't understand it. I'm I don't fully
1: to... understand it, but it's yeah, a I thing. I, yeah. um, it just basically means like I'm not here to like screw around. I'm here to like get mm-hmm. it done. Um, yeah. I'm going to expand my clothing label. I have some pretty wild ideas for that. My music project next year is going to be like hectic. I'm putting out more music than I have in my whole life. Like this year has been like. A prep year for next year. Uh, my project is going to be much more international than it was previously. Um, yeah, like for the Wolves is doing some crazy stuff, and like I just have this really crazy sh- like idea for my shows to turn them into this like really cool like audio visual like sensory experience, and I'm starting to actually build on that now with the team. So, I love it. gonna be wild. Um, little smile. How much do you love your fan? Oh, they're the best. I always think about everything I'm doing and I'm like, I fucking suck. And then there's just fans who are there and they're like, oh, you're great. You're actually doing great, sweetie. Um, so that's great. Like, you know, when you're in like a creative field, like, and in this scene, like, it's just so easy to just like feel really crap about yourself and feel like you're kind of doing it um, for nothing. So fans are everything. Like, you know, fans are the reasons like why I can pay my rent. Really, you guys, I like, come to the shows. You support my music and stuff, and you say nice things to me, and I love that.
0: Is there like a fan moment that you'll just like never
1: forget? Um, like a a, a fan actually like made me like wrote me like a poem once, and they <gasps> gave it to me of all places in a at a uh, event I was at in Asia. They flew in. I can't remember where she was from. I think she was from Canada, and this girl flew in with her boyfriend. Um. And they uh yeah, like they wrote me a poem and then like they gave me this like piece of clothing that had like some shark stuff on it. Um which was really cool because I love sharks. But yeah, like they just wrote this kind of poem and they said that like they were going through a really rough time together and kind of liked what I was doing and stuff. Um like I don't know, they said that kind of like inspired them to like not give up. Which is interesting because I never thought that I would be like inspiring to people.
0: <laughs> uh where? no. Favorite Nine Inch Nails
1: album? Downward Spiral. All of them, but down, uh, Downward Spiral. Favorite country? Mm, Australia. I do love America though. You haven't, have
0: you gone to anywhere? No, you've only been in LA, right?
1: Yeah, I've only been in LA. Well, who knows, next year they will just be all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite food? Reese's peanut butter cups that's, that's a candy <laughs> It's a <food. laughs> if you eat as much of it as I do it's a food
0: okay. and Nutella I ate
1: Nutella by the spoon as well are you serious yeah oh my god and then apart from that tacos I love tacos oh my god have, you, that's had so con- it? have you had
0: LA tacos
1: yeah it's basically oh, all I've been eating um, and it's so convenient because like you know it goes super well with tacos tequila
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say
1: Reese's. No. <laughs> I mean, them too, I guess. Yes. Tacos
0: and tequila. I don't know how you just drink it out of the bottle like that. That's very impressive. Without making any face, like you're just drinking it like, like it's, it's water. <laughs> I don't know how you do
1: it. I love it. It just tastes delicious. Um. <laughs> um, okay, favorite childhood memory. Um, meeting my first pony.
0: You had a pony growing up?
1: Oh yeah, I was a crazy horse girl. <laughs> yeah. Are um, you serious? Yeah, I used to do like competitions and stuff. Um, yeah, um, My, I used to work at this horse ranch when I was a kid. Um, and I wanted a horse, but my parents didn't want to buy me one, which is fair enough, like they're expensive and I was a little brat. But um, I worked at this horse ranch every weekend and on holidays and this foal was born that they thought was gonna die and my parents like worked out a deal with them and said like instead of paying our daughter can you just give her the foal and like we'll cover all the medical expenses because they thought it, was, it wasn't it was going to live um, yeah and they gave it to me and I nursed it back to health and then it was my first little pony called Bandit and I met him for the first time and then my parents were like I, I just loved it because it was a cute foal and I loved horses and working with them and yeah and then my parents were like that's yours and it was really exciting how did you get into gaming by the way <laughs> my whole family are like massive gamers like even my mom like my she likes
0: diablo right yeah my
1: mom's like a badass gamer oh my god i saw diablo 4 i'm gonna die yeah i have two older brothers who are like super nerds like super super nerds um so yeah like every day like we'd all just like come home from school and just play games like all night all day um yeah super nerdy family what do your brothers do? Uh, one of them is an actuary. Uh, it's like, it's kind of hard to explain what he does. He's just a super nerd. And he makes <laughs> a lot of money from being a super nerd. Um, and the other one kind of works in the cannabis industry. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what type of music were you listening to growing up? I mean, my my friends did, and I always hated it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, I just never used to like it.
0: You didn't like EDM growing up?
1: No, I just liked bands. I loved, like, Linkin Park and, like... Um, like Metallica and like Led Zeppelin and like Tool and like coin, loved coin and like my chemical romance and stuff like that. Like I never really liked a whole lot of other music. Um except stuff like that. And then like when I started going out I kind of my mind's like opened up a little bit more like and now I'm working in the dance music scene. I never thought I'd like dubstep, and now I've been riding dubstep. I used to hate dubstep, and now I like absolutely love it. Um, it's good to be like open-minded and always listen to new music and stuff. Like, if I feel like uninspired, um, I often like just spend a day where I like listen to really random music, like classical music and like jazz and stuff like that. And you know, it's good to like refresh the mind, and you kind of always learn a lot from it. It's probably good for your brain too. Last question: The biggest lesson you learned in this industry? Don't listen to other people all the time. Like, like just because someone tells you to do something, you shouldn't listen to them. I mean, I say that to an extent. If my new managers are watching this, they're probably going to be like, "Oh, we've made a mistake." Um, <laughs> just like believe in like your own art and your craft. Like people are going to tell you their opinion on stuff at the end of the day. But like, if you think what you're doing is like seriously right, then just stand your ground and like tell them to F off like I've had so many people try and change my brand and my vision like the whole time or like tell me that like you know record labels tell me like things about songs that didn't work and then I've like signed them to like better labels or whatever and yeah I just think that people need to like believe in themselves a little bit more like and if you like really believe in something like a song or like part of your brand or whatever then just fucking do it and people tell you no then I don't know maybe they're not the right people you should be working with people are always going to tell you no and like reject you and you just need to have thick skin in this industry damn this thing is like really heavy yeah
0: all right well we're done with the interview thank you so much lucille croft you're welcome if you guys like this video like subscribe comment here's pikachu (laughs) bye guys bye